Hi, hello. Welcome, finally, to the premiere of season 17 of Married at First Sight. I am really happy that we had a break between seasons this time. I know it was probably not a great reason, either the strike or massive editing that needed to be done. Regardless, I actually missed it and I'm actually enjoying it. I have to apologize for something. I was traveling last week, which was so sad because the premiere, I missed the premiere. I wasn't there to live to with everyone. And that really is one of my favorite parts of this whole experience. But the season's already starting off great. Everyone seems pretty chill. I'm excited for this season. I will be back to live to with all of you next week. And thank you for tuning into this episode. You know how every season I kind of talk about how like, oh, I'm not attached to anyone. There's no one I really like. It takes a while for me to really be on board with this. No, I'm here. And I don't know if it is the time between seasons. I have a feeling it's that. But I do like people. I like people together. And as always, I love love. I'm always going to root for everyone. Are we going to do predictions today? No, 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 because you had me do that last season before anyone saw each other, and I can't. I'm going to go ahead and say this ahead of time. When I did watch the episode, which I think was Sunday, I love how we both broke out in workout scene, workout scene, workout scene. That is the stereotypical introduction is everyone working out, and I can't stand it. Why is working out the, like, you're a whole put-together person? Like I don't get it. They must have a a script that, hey, we have to knock out X, Y, and Z scenes. One of them is you working out. One of them is you looking longingly at something. (laughs) It's usually like a plant or out the window. When we talk about getting to know people, yes, in some cases, sure, working out is probably a big part of your life. Sometimes maybe you don't care. Why is it always focused? I want to see what this person's about. I want to meet who they are. I want their hobbies. I would wonder though, what if their hobbies were like knitting and it was just so boring. (laughs) But for TV, it was just so boring. They're like, just go ahead and work out. I don't think we had a scene of working out with everyone though. So for example, the bike shop owner, we saw him working on the bikes. So that was good. I don't think we saw the slow-mo running with him. I think that was Cameron. I am learning everyone's name. I'm pretty sure it's Cameron, actually. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm pretty sure it's Cameron. (laughs) Let's jump in. We have a lot to cover. And this was the craziest opening scene of a Married at First Sight episode, I feel like, ever. It was chaos. I didn't know where we were going to go with this, how we were developing this, because there was, like, no introduction. (laughs) We see Michael on his wedding day. He's talking about his basically his hopes and his dreams. He wants to do so many firsts with his new bride. He is at the front of the altar. He has a crown and a sword. What did you think about the crown and the sword? It felt authentic to him, so I don't hate it. I love it. We, I mean, I get it. We have some kings and queens out there. I don't know if I could ever take it as literal as having a crown and a sword at the altar. What if he walked out with a crown for her as well? It's just, (laughs) it's a little too high school. (laughs) Like prom king and queen? I didn't even go to prom. Like, do they do that with prom king and queen? Yes. Yeah, it's too high school then. I do think it's cute that everyone wants to be 
eccentric and out there and different. Everyone's quirky. But I don't know. I think maybe it's just the area we live in. We just, I don't know. A lot of different things are accepted. So that's more normal to me than. Everyone's quirky and kind of weird in the Northwest. So we're in our own little bubble up here. (laughs) So Michael is waiting for 20 minutes at the altar. Awkward. I mean, if we set a timer right now for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of semi silence, I would, I, I hope people were talking back and forth a little bit just to shoot the time, but that would be cringe. 20 minutes of silence. He must've been sweating. His family was trying to comfort him. And then he tried to make small talk with the bride's family. You know, it wasn't good when they didn't even show that side of the room. I have a theory on this. Ooh, talk to me. Okay. So my initial theory on why she is not shown, why the family's not shown, we know nothing about her is because now I don't even know where I got this from, but in my head, she's someone who got fined for pulling this crap. And then they're saying, well, you pulled this. Not only is there a fine, but you're not going to get any publicity from this. Regardless of how you are on the show, I mean, talk about Alyssa, who put in zero effort and did nothing with this show. Still, we know her name. We, she had a ton of publicity. The community has called people out in the past that, quote unquote, clout chasers. Yeah. Or folks that, even if they weren't after clout, they just, they were just on the show for the wrong reasons. And they did get a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope you're wrong because I hope somehow there is a love redemption story here where all the hoopla was maybe too much for her. But then maybe when things settled, they were able to maybe do something like a private ceremony and it continues. No, although we are it, not. Although it seems mm-hmm. like that's not going to be possible. It's not going to be the case. I'm not babying a full grown adult sure. that can't follow the directions. Now, I've I've seen some counter arguments like, and even on the show, they mention it a little bit, is that you're in this process that's multiple months of filling out questionnaires, may or may not get interviewed by the experts. You kind of know what's going on, what this entails. And if we're being honest, yes, I get it. It could be stressful and maybe you don't want to marry this person, but you can totally back out. I mean, look at 90% of the couples. <laughs> I mean, some of the couples don't get anywhere. Like we even saw last season, but they still live together and mm-hmm. just were cordial. And then it ended. They got paid for two months or whatever, two and a half months. And it's okay. But I think what this person was probably battling is if you're not into it and you're just naturally not a liar, it's really hard to live a lie of, yeah, we're going to work on this or go to these sit downs and try these exercises. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking this is, I do not want any of this. Which I can't give much grace to. And I can give a lot of grace for a lot of reasons, but that's not one of them. Because what season is this? Not one, two, three, or four. It's season 17. Sure. You know what you're getting into and you filled this out, this paperwork and attended interviews for months. I would imagine they repeat what this entails over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. just to make sure they have people at the altar that are ready to do this. Yeah. Even now, if a lot of them, like you said, aren't necessarily for the right reason, they are still full participants. I will echo probably what I imagine a lot of the community thinks is if it's not the case that they can, they don't work something out. I am okay with them completely cutting this person out <laughs> and giving too. them no platform. I honestly like it. 
and we don't know them. They could be just the kindest person, but they just weren't ready for this moment. That's okay. Go do you. And we still have to do this show. We're not going to give you a platform or this person can just be a total asshole. (laughs) And I am even more happy. They didn't give them a platform, but we just don't know. I do wonder though, is Michael going to end up being the person that is along for the ride or are we going to give a nice depart and, you know, leave him behind, so to speak? I assume it depart because you can't like do the couple's activities or go on the honeymoon or do you go on the honeymoon <laughs> and have a great time and the show's like, we will watch you out partying. <laughs> I don't know. Does it become this? We have four couples and we have Michael seeking love that we follow him around on dates. Like, Honestly, give me that. I would watch it. I don't know what the plan is. I hope it works out for Michael. I am glad they didn't give the person a platform. Same. So 20 minutes pass. Visibly, he's getting more nervous. There's some jokes around like the family telling her not to show up. Like, oh, you're probably telling her now. And I was like, "Mm, don't say that. Don't even joke about that. I mean, wouldn't it be that much more terrible if later on you found out, yes, somebody reached out to her and was like, or sent a photo. Yeah. And was like, this isn't it. We do find out from the after party, though, that, which I don't even know why you got this far then, but she knew she was going to do this before she walked down the aisle. Now, was she pressured by producers and everyone to at least face him and be the one to tell him? Maybe. Do you think the audio clip was her talking? That's so hard because it could be anyone and it's maths loves a creative edit. It could have been anyone and in turn being like doing a voiceover. The thing was with maths is if you don't see their mouths move in real time, it might not have even been said at that time. Anytime I think of that, I think about the worst version of reality TV. Yeah. Like reality TV is already trash and cringy, but if I don't at least get to see the person interact and voices themselves mm-hmm. and you're creating storylines and scenes, I don't like that. It's too far. So finally, we hear, please stand. This mystery bride comes down the aisle, faces Michael and says, I don't think I can do this. Everything moves very quick at this point. Michael's walking away with his family. Everyone's telling him he's a great person, that it's going to be okay. And he's visibly upset and emotional. The screen then fades to black and says, two weeks ago. And then we finally see his true introduction. Michael is a senior project manager in IT. He likes to dabble in fashion to express himself. And he wants to get married because he feels like he's at an apex. And this is the most confident he has ever been. Overall, I liked Michael. Seemed to have a good head on his shoulders. Good vibe. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with people expressing themselves with their attire. He seems like a chill person. A lot of people work in IT in this season. Yes. In some form of IT. And it's so funny because your conference was in Denver. You work in IT. And I was like, was anyone there? Yeah. The amount of times (laughs) I've been to Denver this year for conferences is crazy. Michael also talks about the worst case scenario. He says he feels like there's a scarlet letter to it, but that he's trying to focus on the positive. Moving on to additional cast members who are a part of the season. We meet Emily. She's an account executive for an accounting company. Did I write that weird? That seems like a tongue twister. (laughs) 
All I'm saying is when I was finally able to watch this episode on her introduction, why was there not a single photo of her without a drink? <laughs> like her self-submitted photos. <laughs> I think there was one photo and it was your girl on a hike. Yeah, I also picked up on that. So it should be interesting. I don't see her being as intense as Lindsay was. Yeah, Lindsay's a little bit more assertive, powerful, command the room. I don't see that from Emily. But yeah, she does have that party personality still. Or at least it's that is even at its peak, it seems like. Well, she's definitely a partier. Which is interesting because her partner... I would imagine he can party, but I don't know if he does it all the time, I guess. It's so hard to tell. Like, we're so early. She just made it such a big point and no one else has. That, like, I can't really tell where she is on, like, the party spectrum, if that makes sense. So we find out that she's never been in a serious relationship and that she's never been on a date past the third date. Okay. I need your opinions on this. I don't think going from never making it past date number three and zero serious relationships to then getting into the most serious relationship is really the way to go. I think if you're around 30 and not purposefully waiting for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, you never being in a serious relationship, I would imagine that means anything longer than six months. Well, she said nothing past date three. So I think we're like at one month. month. One month. Yes. We need to have some self-reflection. Is there a reason your relationships don't go past date three? Is it a personality trait? Is it how you treat people? What's going on here? If you were getting married at first sight, would you accept someone or be okay being matched with someone that's never been in a serious relationship? It's a cool yellow flag for me. Okay. Because like, are they low key a jerk? And all these girls are like, mm, nope, not putting up with this. Or is he super shy and just hasn't put himself out there? Like it could go either way. I wouldn't judge them too harshly, but it would be in the back of my head. How about you? I guess after hearing that breakdown, I would be okay with it. I would give the person the benefit of the doubt of, you know what? I am going to give you a chance and just see what's up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, either they're going to be really cool and it's going to work out or you might see the reasons why this person hasn't been in a relationship past date three. I'm not a fan of her friends. This is a very frenemy relationship. These I... There was one gal. I don't remember her name, but I think she was like a brunette. Something about her vibe and her facial reactions was like kind of evil. Very judgy. Very it didn't judgy. have a lot to say nicely about her friend. Like, do not have this person as a bridesmaid if they can't say anything nice about you. I feel bad for her. The people up there should be your bestest friends. Her friend says, To be the best wife, she needs to focus on understanding what other people want. She's so into what makes her happy that she needs to take a step back. That's a little bit of insight of maybe why things haven't worked out in the past. Potentially. Very focused on her own happiness, her own goals. Kind of translates a little bit to maybe you're a bit selfish. Yeah, yeah. even at the kind of reveal when she tells her family and friends, she does say, I'm only going to do me and that's all I can do. 
mm, not great. That's not, that's, not, that's not a marriage. Every single day it's compromise. Like it just is. You can't only do you. Now we do see her go dress shopping. Very cute. I don't always have a ton to say about the dresses and tux time because whatever people are comfortable in is great. Like that's half the battle. Are you comfortable? Do you feel confident in it? You'll look great in it. Don't worry. As we're watching this, I don't know why I read this this way. Again, this is just my opinion. But when we're getting introduced to Emily and she's giving this whole breakdown, I think I mentioned to you, she seems like someone who's never sure of herself or is always questioning kind of like what she's doing. Then we go to the dress shopping and she won't even step out of the room to show her bridesmaids. No. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Again, you mentioned that these should be your friends. Good or bad, you're going to come out with the dress and they're going to say, you know what? That's not the one. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let me try another one. Or they're going to be like, you looked fantastic in that. Maybe that'll elevate your thought process on that dress and say, oh, look, okay, this could be an option versus straight up saying no. And may, I mean, it is her moment. So if it is a no, she might be thinking, what's the point? Like, I'm yeah. never going to say yes to this dress. That's true. I wish people had opinions when I tried all my dress. No one was giving anything. They're like, do you like it? And I was like, no, do you like it? (laughs) Borderline bullying the poor associate that was helping me get dressed. (laughs) And she does not want to know. Nope. And she was not going there. And I was like, tell me. And she was like, whatever you're comfortable in. (laughs) Maybe you needed to take someone that's a little bit more direct to dress shopping. No one wanted to be the person. And I needed someone to be the person. I like my dress, though. Her friends continued to be annoying during dress shopping. Just negative, negative vibes. Get out of here. If you're not, here's the thing. Anyone could hire me to be their friend on their wedding day because I'm going to hype you up so hard. Take me dress shopping. Day of. I'm going to be running around for you. We need one of those signs. Is it positive vibes only? Yes. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Then we meet Brennan. He's a software consultant And he talks about how previously he was a little bitch and he let things bother him. Immediately, I was out on Brennan. Like, oh, you had emotions in the past and that doesn't make you the B word. (laughs) Like, sir, what are we doing? Way too old to be thinking like that. It's like we're regressing like we used to have emotions and it's okay to cry now he's like no tears yeah no tears (laughs) no feelings I will will this marriage to work I will never quit so Brennan is from New York it was a key part of this episode yes he is from New York from New York it seems like he's very direct sort of kind of got that New York personality trait moved out to Denver most likely for work I'm imagining I didn't mind I think he was okay I see what you mean about the whole emotions thing and sort of locking them up now. Yeah, like that's not what we want. We want emotionally available people. Now, I think you caught onto this pretty early, but it's also mentioned later on towards the wedding scene. But I'll just preview it a little bit where it seems like so him and his, or excuse me, his parents have been together for 30 years. Not happily, but yes. Although they looked happy at the wedding. They looked totally fine and they were holding hands, mm-hmm. but maybe they have reached a good point sure. of the relationship. But it seems like, sure, most everyone values weddings and whatnot, but it seems like his family was highlighted by the importance they place on a wedding. Ooh, yes. 
So he kind of talks about it throughout the episode of how I'm only getting married once. This is it. No matter what. Like, this is it. What are your thoughts on that? Because that just seems too much. I don't know. It's too like endgame for me. There's no other options. This is already a weird way. or I shouldn't say weird, but not the most obvious way to get married. And you're choosing to get married at first sight. There's a high chance it's not going to work out. I mean, just look at the history of the show. You're really going to give up on marriage after your only experience with it is this show? I mean, his parents have influenced his view of this so much. He's saying, you know, they're awful communicators. They didn't get along. It wasn't like a happy childhood due to the arguing. But it doesn't matter because they stayed together. And on the wedding day, spoiler, we'll see dad bring up that as well. His friends are quite nervous for him. They say they haven't seen the vulnerable side of him in a long time. Mm, Yellow flag. We also find out he's a runner and his friends say that will not be an option. Mm, Not not loving it. So interesting. Hold on. So Emily hasn't had a date past date three. Mm -hmm. And Brennan is a self-described runner, which means I'm assuming a relationship is about to get close. He kind of backs away. Yes. So I don't know if Emily has commitment issues, but it almost feels like we are placing two people with commitment issues together. Correct. You know, the matchmaking is always top tier on this show. So of course we matched these two. Then we meet Orion Low-key confused him for Michael in most of the episode. <laughs> I, when they were together, I realized it at the bachelor party, but wow, I was real confused there for a while. We find out that he's indigenous and he would like to introduce his culture to his wife. He talks about the combining of two souls, the masculine and the feminine, and reveals that he has explored his feminine side. He went on one date with a man Uh, There was a surprise kiss, but then that kind of solidified to him that he is looking for more, I guess, traditional roles, if you will. Now, on the initial watch, I said, was there a point to mention this? And you said, hint, hint, that's actually relevant later on in this show. Now, Orion on first watch, I do like Orion. I do, too. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good individual. I I believe he was... couldn't remember the exact name but i think it was like a low level tech like a low energy tech well he didn't get into specifics he just said electrician okay electrician shout out my family right your whole family (laughs) tree is like a family of electricians yeah and like master electricians that's right i did like what his friend had to say he said you are rushing into marriage but you can still take things slow that is a good good point to make like you can still get to know this person slowly Again, we don't know everything about these folks, but I do get the feeling that Orion is someone who could get to know someone. There's no rush. We have a lifetime to be together. I was very surprised by the bachelor party. Uh, A personality came out that I was not expecting. We will get there. (laughs) We gave the quiet indigenous boy some alcohol and he got very confident. Wet ham. Lots of information came out. I would not have guessed. (laughs) We see him go tuck shopping, and I loved the green suit. I don't think he went with it. 
I think he went with the blue suit, but I know the green was money. Then we meet Lauren. She might be one of my favorites. I really like Lauren. She had friends and family over for charcuterie and cards. Were they playing spades? I couldn't tell because they were sitting... They were sitting too close side by side, which I don't think I usually see in spades games. Like you're directly opposite of people. I just know that Leon has been trying to teach me to play spades since literally date one and I can't do it. I don't know what it is. My brain just doesn't get it. I don't I cannot predict the packs or whatever. I'm not a I'm not a card player much, but if it wasn't spades, it was that weird game where you can like toss cards away and pick them up from the pile and you're it was either space or that game yeah yes. I, those I are the two i can't remember the name that your crew plays as to where i take the role of does anyone want a beer do you guys need snacks because i'm not gonna play with you <laughs> so she calls herself a certified lover girl she's not big on labels but identifies as queer or a floater She's more attracted to the safety and the strength that a man can provide, but will always be attracted to women and other men, but she will always be committed. I get what she's saying. There's just beauty in humans, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's a female or a male, she finds beauty in both sides. If you're into both sexes, is it hard to pick one sex and like stay forever? Like I'm forever your person when you do have that attraction for the opposite sex. No, she said she is monogamous when she's in a relationship. Like Mm. she is committed to that person just because she finds other people attractive. It doesn't mean anything in terms of her relationship from short time. We get to meet Lauren. Yeah. I do think she's got a good head on her. I also liked her group where they are open to what this person may look like. Yeah, essentially, they fully echoed Lauren and saying, like, we're just going to get to know each other. I think both Lauren and Orion are very open, and that's going to be super helpful for them. I think they're going to be just fine because they are so open to meeting this person, getting to know them. So Lauren is not an accounting per se, but she is a budget officer for the federal government. So money still. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Her friend says, you don't need someone who's basic. You need someone on your level. Think Orion can rise to it. I'm confident. We see her shopping for dresses. And she does have a couple of really emotional moments. Cannot blame her. Her mother passed away in April and it's still quite new. I love that her aunts and her friends were all there for her. And she's going to look amazing in anything. Then we meet Austin. His mom is not here to play. She is not here for this. She doesn't want to be here. I'm surprised she even signed this release. What did you think about Austin having a roommate of the opposite sex? It has caused trouble in the past on Married at First Sight, but I think it'll be fine. I don't think it will be an issue either, but I haven't had many roommates, but it seemed like they had such a good relationship going on. I wonder if that will... I mean, it won't initially because you live in a separate apartment, but I would just imagine if you were to live with a wife, if that would be weird energy to have a female roommate, like, would you have to give them the boot or be like, that's my friend. I can't just kick them out. These are conversations that I, I'm assuming they're going to have of, well, what if we do get end up you know, staying married? Are you going to kick your friend out? Because I don't want a female roommate in the house and see what I mean. It can create these really uh, interesting dynamics. 
Well, maybe he'll sublet and they're moving into their own place or maybe they're moving into the wife's house. Like there's so many possibilities. I feel like kicking someone out would be like last (laughs) option. Dad says it's probably not going to work out, but uh, it might. And mom says chemistry cannot be built over time. You have it or you don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I get it. There's love at first sight, but a lot of the times the people you, you go out with, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but you are friends, you build, you know, you get to know this person. You think they're really cool, more feelings developed then you ask them out. I mean, these are things that come over time. Not you immediately ask this person out when you saw them on site. Although even the way the mom's describing that it's more relative to what's going on in the show. Cause what if we just have instant chemistry that's more defined and married at first sight? Like that would be more closer to what the mom's describing. I feel like she's more leaning to the, you won't have chemistry and it's not going to build. Why is everybody so negative? I feel like (laughs) if I knew somebody going through Married at First Sight, and you mentioned it too, we would be so supportive of them. Would we be so supportive if they were the nieces or nephews? I don't know if I would. I'd give them a chance. I'd give them a chance. And I don't think I would be that negative, but I would be very cautious. I'd be giving them a positive outlook, and I would say, I do want to meet this person. Austin says the main reason he is single is because he's looking for the right person. He said he's not even trying to start a relationship unless he's trying to marry them. I get it. The only con there is that not everyone's going to be on your speed. Mm -hmm. So that could also be an immediate turnoff to a lot of people. I think he's adding a lot of pressure to himself that is unnecessary. Just date. Have fun. Build that connection with someone. Although, hopefully... We are not getting a situation we got last season where, oh, I just got it in like two days ago. Mm, that was a part on After Party as well, and some people did. What? <laughs> oh, no. People are living their lives. <laughs> they, they're living their best life, apparently. Yeah. Then we meet Becca. She's a full-time wedding photographer and says life is too short to be totally normal. She plays N64 every day and listens to podcasts. I need Becca to review these wedding photos. Her own. Remember last season? Who was it that was hating on oh, all of their photos? Oh, you're right. It was Nicole. And now we have a professional. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they're always like not the best pictures on maps. She's probably like, just give me my camera. I'll take better ones. I'll set it up. I got a tripod. She says nothing in her life has gone to plan. She currently has an autoimmune disorder, which affects her spine. She recently had a large abdominal surgery, which has now caused endometriosis. Could you possibly define endometriosis for everyone listening at home? I believe it is the uterine tissue that grows outside of the uterus into the abdominal wall. Sounds intense. Yes, very painful. So she hopes she can find someone who cares about her and that that person does not make her feel like a burden. She says in sickness and in health, so here she is. Now, as a fellow slightly ill girly, (laughs) how do you feel being with someone that needs an ER trip every now and then? One, it's not bad. Like, whatever. You have an ER trip, a little late night, you make the best of it, (laughs) take a little switch, take an iPad, watch a movie, whatever. You get your medical help and you're good to go. But the overall thought process here for me is that 
I think, yeah, some people get married for the right reasons and probably half of them do. And then half of them don't. And I think with the vows and sickness and health, I think some people are willing to like, they're all in mm-hmm. and some folks think they're all in and they're really not. I know they're really not. I think Austin would be, would be a good supporter just the way he, he talks and the way he carried himself. But I can see where to start the marriage and just the way that's involved in this process, it's like, well, they didn't really choose this person per se. So they don't know their background information, their health, finances, all of that stuff. I don't think it's unfair because you wanted to be married. This is a part of marriage as being someone with someone through thick and thin. Just because someone's healthy at one point doesn't mean they're going to be healthy forever. But I'm saying this as a biased person that makes Leon massage her like three times a day. So (laughs) I don't know. Then we meet Cameron, our international cast member. Says living with an accent has its ups and downs, but does make approaching women a little bit easier. He has wanted a wife and a family his whole life, but he has a big fear of failure. He was a very fearful child and kind of pushed himself out of his comfort zone as he grew up. He recently got over his fear of roller coasters, his fear of going all in on his own company, and he currently owns his own bike company. I, another fearful child, will not do roller coasters. (laughs) I'll do roller coasters. I don't think that fear ever really goes away I think most of us are pretending we're not scared. Oh, really? Because I'm sorry. Knock on wood, them shits could fail at any point in time. I'm sorry. And I'm not risking it. Love being on the ground. Although I get it. I was, I mean, I think even until adulthood, I'm still, man, that fear of failure really stops people from probably embracing either who they could be or what they could do. And yeah, part of it's probably a little bit of upbringing. Part of it's maybe your lifestyle, how much money you had or lack of money you might have had and just trying to go down a different field or a different approach and risking it all. I mean, that's that takes a lot of someone to do. The fact that he's a business owner, that's huge. I thought it was really cool that he was a bike owner. Uh, it shows a lot about his personality and how he carries himself. But we got some negatives about Cameron that I was not a fan of. He seems to be a little hard-headed. How his opinions and almost need for those to be fact or right that has caused issues in the past and boy if he has not figured out that he doesn't have to be right all the time that his opinions are not full fact that i don't know like you got to be real careful with that the person cameron was matched with seems very strong-willed i think if cameron can't give a little it's going to lead to a lot of confrontations I think he's really kind, but I'm worried about a stressful situation where he maybe digs his heels in too much. Mm. He says he wants to have the feeling that someone has his back, no matter the cost. Then we meet Claire. She is a therapist, and this gives her a sense of fulfillment. She loves to help others. She is also a quadruplet, but unfortunately her brother passed away, and she's worried that she didn't do enough. Yeah, incredibly powerful scene just amongst the family and seeing where everyone's at with the whole process. But 
trying to get the positives out of all of this and trying to be happy for her. I think it was a really special moment to share with her parents that she was mad. She is getting married. And you can tell her mom was just very happy. I mean, crying, you know, crying at the table. You can tell the family's really close and there's a lot of love. She says she wants someone a little more spontaneous than she is. She wants them to see the world together, have fun, and have children. It was interesting when her mom said that I want her to have someone in the same faith structure as her and not really touching on it. She was like, yeah, but I want someone kind, hardworking, smart, and fun. They didn't go deep into that faith structure, right? I think it might not be as big a deal to her, and maybe that's why she brushed kind of past it. Then we have the bachelor and bachelorette parties. I'm a prude, so this felt like a really long scene. (laughs) I was happy that the girls got strippers, though, because in previous seasons, they got nothing, or at least they didn't show us anything, and I always felt like they got ripped off. Austin has no interest at one point putting his jacket around one of the strippers, which that's too far. <laughs> he was like, are you, are you cold? Let me help you out there. <laughs> too far, but I get what he was saying. Some people were very comfortable a la Cameron. I feel like Cameron has Cameron? been to one too many strip clubs. No, Orion and Michael were very, very comfortable. Speaking of Orion... His worst fear on his wedding night is uh, how much it will hurt. Oh? He said he has a girth certificate. By the way, I have never heard about this. No, because no one talks like this. Well, I shouldn't say I've never heard about this. I've just never heard this. Maybe I I have an issue. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just a lot. I was like, what what are we going to do with this info? Why do I know this? It got worse because he kept breaking it up. I know. And it, some guys weren't catching on fast enough. You know what was interesting, though? The ladies of the show also did not shy away from talking about sex. No, they did not. Lauren says she had enough uh, eight, nine inches. She knows what she can handle. So I don't think the girth certificate will be a problem. Lauren's going to have a great time. Nothing to worry about. I'm excited to see how this progresses. Becca is me at a strip club. You're there for a good time. You support sex workers, but not here for anyone to be too close. Just running away if someone touches me. (laughs) Emily says that she's queen of the party, and we saw various scenes of her trying to do, like, wall twerking, and it was just, like, not working. Needed someone to get her hands up, her legs up. Emily was trying to do her own stripper impression (laughs) that nobody asked for. No. And like having the other girls like try to help her up the wall. And the girls are like, I'm just trying to party. Also, don't make me work at a party. No. I don't want to hold your legs up. (laughs) I just want to chill, take some shots and drink a beer. Then we actually get to see one wedding this episode. Surprising. Usually this is like episode four. We're seeing the first wedding. Do you think Mass has heard us? And I mean, if you include a wedding in the last 10, 15 minutes, there's a good chance maybe in episode two or three, we're done with all the weddings. Nope. I take it back because there's going to be the, the whole reception, talking with the family. It's, it's going to take some time. But I hope they're listening to us a little bit. And some of it is a little rushed because... 
it's funny being married at first sight where the majority of this show takes place not at the wedding. Like there's so much more to this show than just the wedding. Arguably the show is after the wedding. Like that's where we really get going. Like, sure. First look, I do's great. Thank you. Moving on. Let's go to the experience of living together, getting to know each other. That is the excitement of this show. My joke last week was something along the lines of producer said, you think we drag this out too much? Here's a whole relationship in 30 seconds. <laughs> Man, I feel so bad for him. I know. No one thinks they're going to be left at the altar. Yeah, they, Michael was hype for the longest time. Back at the wedding, we see both people getting ready with their friends and family. Emily's bridesmaids continue to be out of pocket, even getting ready. We're just being negative. No, hype your girl up. What are you doing? Are they friends now? Do you think that this is aired? So you can kind of see it from an outside perspective. Because I don't know if I can be friends with someone that is not happy for me on my wedding day. I just need to know more background info. I mean, did you grow up with these people? Did you know them from work? Do you know them only like in the past year? Because, yeah, I don't think I would have a friend this negative as a part of my wedding. No. Brennan talks about how both of his parents were born and raised in Russia, and he's worried about what they'll think if she's an American girl. And I was just like, it's an American show where you guys live in America. <laughs> I was kind of thrown off by that. And if that was such a requirement, like, I don't think you should have applied. Yeah, that's just a weird statement. I mean, there's a very, very high chance the person your son would marry in the U.S. Probably going to be from the U.S. Now I'm curious. Do you think they had the opinion of, I want my son to marry someone that's Russian? Maybe. I, I would assume that's what he meant by that. Like, or, that is the parent's preference. They didn't seem like they mind at all. Emily is a sweater when she gets nervous and anxious, and I am too, so I feel you, girl. Plenty of uh, events I've had to excuse myself outside, propping the door open. I feel ya. Brennan is hanging out with his parents before the wedding, and his mom says, This is not at all like I pictured it would happen, but I'm proud of you for trying so hard to find your soulmate. Dad is essentially speechless. He just keeps like shaking his head no. <laughs> they had to ask Pops a couple times for his opinion because he couldn't get it out. Mom's like, you're proud, right? <laughs> Dad eventually says, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. Do everything to make her happy. Everyone in our family has only had one wedding. Um, throwing a thick hint. No pressure. None no at all. <laughs> so then there is the first look. Brennan looks happy. Please, there's nothing concerning that I picked up. But did she look at him? I felt like she was looking at the ground almost the entire time she walked down the aisle. Surprisingly, I think Emily was just really nervous. Absolutely. Which is interesting because she seems so comfortable in social settings, mm -hmm. a la the bachelorette party. <laughs> yeah. Seeing her nervous seems so out of place to me. I will say it was a great sign that they hugged. We have seen couples not even kiss, not even nothing. Sometimes not even hold hands. Yeah. So I will take the hug. We get introduced. They seem fine. They're about to get started on the wedding vows. 
Both you and I had the same opinion. Not the biggest fan of Emily's wedding vows. No, I didn't like them. Her vows were very surface level and only about her, which I guess like you want to introduce yourself, but it wasn't about many promises or how you plan to, I don't know, work through the hard times or being, she said she was committed, but her just starting off with, this is my first relationship. It was like, oh, no, eh, well, uh, let's save that. Um, you can see it on his face. He was very taken aback. Yes. I, I feel like that could have just been a conversation later. I don't know. The vows weren't super intimate. It just felt not that personable, I guess. I did like Brennan's more, though. More personable, more sweet. Talks about how he promises certain things to her, wants to listen when she needs, offer advice when she needs. He promised fast food trips in the middle of the night. Great. Wonderful. My type of man. It was sweet. It was more personal to him. Wants to make a lifetime together. All good stuff. They had a nice first kiss. Theory. Yes. I could see their reception Drinks start flowing. Emily again gets getting just a little wild, just a little wild. I think the parents are probably just a little bit more on the conservative side. I'm talking about Brennan's parents. Mm -hmm. I could see there being a little bit of judgment going on. I hope Brennan learns early on that that's not all she is, right? There's more to Emily. Yeah, like let's really not have a Lindsay wedding reception. I think she'll be okay. I think maybe we're looking too far into the whole drinking thing. Maybe. No, I feel good about them. And just, I know you don't want to do predictions, but just for right now, I do feel good about Emily and Brennan. Okay. What's going to be our prediction parameters this year? Is it saying yes on decision day? It's so hard because the recent seasons, it's just, honestly, it's been shit. If you say yes on decision day, it doesn't mean anything. No. And I mean, Alexa said yes on decision day. And then two seconds later, it was no. I mean, it's almost like, yeah, we have to do two separate predictions of what's decision day going to be. And then, okay, well, what's the real thing? after What's decision? the reunion? Yeah. What's the reunion? Like what's going on then? Okay. But we're saying after weddings are done, we will predict what they'll say on decision day or are you giving it more time than that no at most that because then the couples were kind of in like weird places and we're gonna see like the end of the receptions for some couples as we're seeing first looks with some couples so it's Mm kind of weird i don't know we could always do it like whoever gets married each week so are we doing one right now yes wow this is really hard (laughs) it's really hard i will say that emily and brennan are a yes i already feel so bad about that pick go ahead Really? Well, what's your second one? So is that for decision day or is that for reunion? I would say reunion. They're also together. This is going to blow up my face. I say yes on re yes on decision day. No at reunion. Fair. I like it. It's but fine. No, Brendan is going to will this to I, be I a said, lifelong I said marriage. Yes, yes. I said yes. Yes. So I, I believe got- you more than my answer at this point, honestly. Can I change mine? Because he's like, no matter what, like, I think he's like, I hate it here. And, but this is my life. I need some listeners to make their own predictions because I need people to join me in my fail. Cause I think I'm going to have so many of them. wrong. Oh, we're always wrong. Always. Oh, we are. It's a great season. If we can predict one correctly. 
if anyone hits, you got to show us some proof that you predicted all of these right because that would be <laughs> just, you need to go buy a lotto ticket or something. Great opening episode. I really liked it. I'm excited for this season. This is what it is. There's nobody on this cast that I dislike. No, exactly. There's a little red flags with people or sure, yellow sure. flags, but I don't dislike them. No, I'm I'm excited for, for this season. Uh, I thought Denver would not have that many exciting people, to be honest, but it seems like a good one. Thank you all for listening and hanging out with us. We always love to cover Married at First Sight because it's fun to kind of talk about our relationship or our wedding and stuff like that. Come along this journey. I assume we're going to be here for six months, <laughs> just in true Married at First Sight fashion. Oh, 1000% six months. <laughs> so buckle in. We will be on Twitter on Wednesday for the premiere of episode two. And then we're a little bit in limbo on what our release days will be. Typically, it would be Sister Wives on Tuesday, Married at First Sight on Friday, but kind of having to watch the episode a little late threw us off this week. So hang out with us. We'll keep you updated on what the schedule will be very soon. Anything else for this episode? No. Again, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.